0: What, were, what was the name of this episode? Did I say that? The high-flying and low-mining <laughs> 5G episode.
1: <laughs> the highs and lows of 5G. The
0: highs and lows of 5G. Welcome to the eighth episode.
1: The eighth episode? The eighth
0: episode of our podcast, The Voice of 5G. And here in the webcast studio of a quite empty Ericsson office, here on January the 3rd, is Janina Hilbay.
1: And Paul Cowling. Hi. It's uh, <laughs> it's the first week in January. Hello, folks.
0: <laughs> happy new 5G year, Paul.
1: Yeah, t- happy 2019. <laughs> it's all going to happen in yeah. 2019. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the first week of January. We're here in the office. Most of our colleagues seem to have taken the long vacation and, and uh, be out for this week as well.
0: Yeah, working uh, probably working on the 5G rollouts, right? <laughs> uh,
1: probably some of them doing that as well, yes. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today Janina?
0: Yeah, well I thought we had uh, a lot of news happening just uh, just after we uh, recorded the last podcast and also some uh, summing up and uh, some, lo- some things to look forward to during the new year. Uh, so I think we have quite a lot of different topics to talk about this time, Paul. Okay. And I wanted to just start off with this really fun article, I, uh, or opinion piece, that I read uh, by Jeff Kagan in Computer World.
1: And what's Jeff got to say?
0: He said that CES, which is the big consumer, Compu- consumer, consumer electronics, electronics, electronics show, show uh, in Las Vegas, uh, starting next week... Uh, his opinion is that CES 2019 should change name to CES 5G 2019, <laughs> and uh, I completely agree. That sounds excellent. So it looks like it's going to be a show that that has a lot of 5G wireless connections in it.
1: It has, uh, yeah. I would uh, expect that 5G is a hot topic. It's not the only thing happening in consumer electronics, what? I'm sure. What? <coughs> But, uh, yeah, um, and, and we, we talked last time about uh, handsets. Yes. And what, uh, what phones are coming along. And, of course, mm-hmm. that's the, the hot topic for 5G rollouts is when can I get a smartphone. Uh, and I saw an article just this week talking about um, new smartphones planned, speculating, I suppose you could say, but yeah. new smartphones planned from Samsung and, L- and LG mm-hmm. uh, to be announced in February or maybe even to be available in February. Oh, what? Uh, but that's uh, a February is the Mobile World Congress, of course, and we're yes, expecting yes. to hear a lot, yep. l- not just at the Consumer Electronics Show, but at Mobile World Congress, which is the industry trade show for, for mobile, it's going to be 5G, 5G, 5G and 5G. Yes, that
0: will be the big 5G event. Plus but do you think that there will be some sort of 5G phone or handset or something announced at CS?
1: Oh, probably. You think so? It's a consumer electronic show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I thought it would be too early that everyone would wait till at least February or March, rather, for uh, more I don't know, for
1: announcements. Okay. I mean, the, mm. uh, there, are, there are networks there ready and waiting to take phones. There's the first people with phones in the market. And the speculation in the article around the Samsung phone was that, uh, you know, the, f- the first Samsung, if Samsung are out, it's one of the first uh, 5G. Uh, smartphone vendors they're likely to be the 5g smartphone vendor for 2019 Wow! we can uh, talk about it in december and see whether we're right <laughs> or not
0: yeah well we can i, I think we should uh, come back to ces already next week and see when, what when actually happens see
1: what was in the
0: news yes because it is starting i think it's uh, uh, january 8th it's starting so it, it should be the news should be out by our next podcast Excellent. Mm -hmm. One more thing that uh, this uh, guy, Jeff Kagan, talks about in his uh, CS 5G 2019 uh, opinion piece is that pay TV will be impacted by 5G wireless.
1: Ah. Yeah,
0: and that brings me to another news piece that I thought was pretty damn cool. It's the SK Telecom one. I think you have it there on your.
1: Yeah, but but before we look at the SK Telecom, let's just let's just think about that one a little bit because I, I haven't read the article, so I'm Just specu- I'm just speculating. <coughs> but when we say pay TV is, is going to be impacted by 5G wireless, there are two things you can I can think of there. One is you know, this thing that um, you know, people stop watching TV on their TV and watch yeah. it on their device instead, mm-hmm. uh, which means it becomes interesting to um for people to have a a a subscription or pay tv subscription that allows them to use 5g to their device yeah which means you can get better throughput and more people will be able to watch better quality video uh wherever they are yeah which is good but of course the other thing which we've talked about already for 5g is is that 5g can be used for what's called fixed wireless access which means that you can bring bring Broadband into people's homes, uh, and uh, you can use that for for uh, pay TV services as yeah. well, of course.
0: So instead of having a digital TV box or and a, I don't know a router somewhere, you mm-hmm. have one box for TV and broadband.
1: Yeah, like
0: or something like that. Yeah.
1: Like like you do today with fiber. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If you have. A fiber connection. Uh, well, the the this the article says um, uh, it's noting that uh, uh, some big American uh, TV companies have started to offer wireless services. So yeah,
1: cable cable companies are very interested in in the opportunities for for five G. Um, I mean, if you talk about 5G as an alternative technology to cable, well, the question is, you know, if I'm a cable company, why should I let somebody else use that technology to compete with me if I can use the same technology to compete with them? So it's uh, it's an interesting space. Mm.
0: I remember in October, I think it was, uh, the announcement that Ericsson and Dish was doing things together. And Dish is a... Pay TV
1: this is a paid TV but that was that was slightly different because we were building a network for internet of things
0: yes so one could say that uh, the the TV companies are and the internet service providers they are it's the the lines are not so clear anymore they are perhaps uh, moving into each other's markets a little bit sometimes
1: you or could say that. <laughs> could I say that? Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> yeah, interesting uh, <coughs> and, uh, news. And, and, and that discussion, of course, is uh, and a lot of that discussion is around what's happening in the US. Yes. Um, and, 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 and some of those things apply and translate into other markets around the world. And some of them are maybe a bit more US-specific. Mm-hmm. Mm? Cool. So
0: that was the opinion piece. And then I wanted to see... To show you this one, the SK Telecom claims world's first for live TV over commercial 5G, 5G network. network.
1: And we've talked about <laughs> SK Telecom a couple of times now, yes. I think. And they were uh, the
0: first to do... Uh,
1: uh, this time last year, we were doing a lot with SK Telecom. We and were. Running up to the Winter Games, if you mm. remember. And they were using the, the pilot network or there for... for uh, live broadcast and uh, um, kind of integrated experience at, yeah. at uh, sports, major sports event.
0: Last December, and, uh, and this December, we did um, the first five uh, G uh, device call. Great! Oh, you're gonna have Here.
1: to you're gonna have to test my memory. But we mm. uh, w- w- w-
0: this was the one that uh, had five G up in the corner.
1: The one with 5G up in the corner, mm. on, the, on your telephone. Correct. Uh,
0: successfully carried out a 5G NR data call on midband over SKT's live 5G commercial network in Busan, South Korea. With Qualcomm yep. and Ericsson.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, they've, uh, they've been rolling out 5G there. And yeah, they, they are using um, 5G for delivering uh, TV services.
0: So basically they've, they've gone from uh, the winter games when they had a test network. Yeah. Uh, and then a, a commercial network a year later. And now they are actually using it for live TV.
1: They're using it for live TV. Yeah. But I think in this case it sounds like they're using it for for live TV to the consumer. So much like much like th- we're talking about here mm-hmm. paid TV services. Rather than in the Winter Games, they're using the, using the network for taking TV signals from the event mm-hmm. and to be able to do editing and that type of thing on them. Uh-huh. So, so using it for, and then using it maybe for upload, uh, uplink towards oh, yeah. the the transmitter.
0: Instead of having a huge amount of cables everywhere, it's Instead much easier to do via fast network like 5G. Yeah. Uh, and don't but uh, you think this is uh, for is this for?
1: Read faster, Janina.
0: Yeah. No. Oh, this was for the New Year's event. Ah.
1: Yeah. Hogmanay. <laughs> but they don't call it Hogmanay in, in Korea.
0: Cut that out. Uh, at Bosingak, a large bell pavilion located in Jongro-gu, Seoul. Uh, was live for 11 minutes via 5G. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <coughs> not,
1: not, quite twi- not quite 24-7 yet.
0: <laughs> small steps, small steps. Cool, cool. So things yep. are happening out there.
1: So, okay. Uh, even we're when we're on holiday. Even when we're on holiday. Talking about 5G in strange places. Yeah. Uh, we've got two other bits of news. Mm? And, and neither of them are quite 5G, but they kind of m- get moving in the direction. That the first one, where we had a press release just before Christmas, with a company called Epirock. and as the name might suggest, they have to do with mining.
0: Epirock.
1: rock. Okay. Yeah. No K, <laughs> but no K, not OK. No <coughs> K. Okay, yeah. Uh, but it has to do to, with mining, and mm-hmm. that's uh, that. Uh, that's a collaboration which between Ericsson and Epirock, which is focused on delivering. Uh, wireless technology for, for coverage in mines Yes yeah uh, we've talked
0: about this or uh, we mentioned it before that this is uh, mining one is one of the, of
1: the industrial cases which, yeah. which uh, we see uh, a lot of potential for 5G in the, in the future yeah
0: because it can save lives and make uh, the work a lot less um, dangerous
1: yeah for I, I would say the other the other way around it it will make the lo- it, it makes uh, it makes work a lot less dangerous because you don't need you can put machines into places without needing people to be with them you can run things remotely
0: mm.
1: and potentially that saves lives yes of it's, course it's of not course. like uh um it's, uh, it's not like medical drone which is going to go <laughs> rushing in there with your your uh, what do you call it uh, electro uh, what do you call those machines
0: uh, yeah Heart starters.
1: Yeah, one of those. Yacht start. Heart exactly. Starters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Swedish is taking over. The
1: Swedish is taking over the heart saving machine.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that was one.
0: Yeah, that was uh, in December Wallis just technology. now. Yeah. yeah. So and, what's, and, what's and new and
1: with we've this seen, one? We've, well, we've seen 4G going into, into mining applications. Yeah, in Canada. In Canada. For but instance, yeah? also, we, we, we've seen that in Estonia. Uh, very switched-on places, Estonia, uh, and and this one um, basically is looking at how we can use LTE and f- and then five G technology to improve productivity and safety uh, and to allow uh, automation into mines. Yeah, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was down underground. Yeah. And if we go in the opposite direction, where do we get to?
0: Up in the air.
1: Up in the air. And we did another press uh, before Christmas. Another piece of news.
0: Oh, this is the fun stuff that we both have a little bit of a connection to. I, ah. I think I mentioned once that I was in a project or I worked for a project that, uh, well, tried to put GSM radio base stations on airplanes. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yeah. Then it was banned or
1: something, or like, something like that. <laughs> but not anymore. You can, you can make phone calls. <laughs> You can make phone calls from your from your aeroplane.
0: If you have the right provider?
1: If you have the right provider. Yeah, well, if you have the right...
0: Airplane company? If, if the you're the right riding with well the right airplane company?
1: Or yeah, so? I mean, the, the airplane needs to be equipped with the right equipment. It's the simple answer. Yes, yep. And that's down to which uh, airline airplane is, uh, company, you're yeah, flying mm. with.
0: or oh, airline, they're called nowadays, are they? Sorry.
1: Airplane line.
0: <laughs> airplane companies.
1: Yeah, but air <laughs> airplane companies, that's people like Boeing and Airbus, they make airplanes. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Mm? Yeah, so yeah, this is uh, fun. And you also have… A yeah,
1: so so many years ago… Yes. And,
0: um, you worked I, with in-flight work, entertainment, with I remember in that.
1: In-flight entertainment. Yes. And one of the things that we were designing in there was the ability to sit at your seat and make phone calls and annoy your people sat next to you and that kind of stuff. <coughs> um so uh, this is another collaboration uh, working with uh, Panasonic Avionics through a company of theirs called Aeromobile Uh, and and I don't know if it still exists but Aero used to be a chocolate bar in in Great Britain (laughs) but I'm sure that's got nothing to do with uh, what we're talking about here but Aeromobile I think is putting mobile communications on on onto aircraft Mm -hmm. Uh, and they're kind of a roaming service provider um, so, if your home operator has a roaming agreement with AeroMobile, then you'll be able to use your phone on the aircraft.
0: And actually make phone calls and do whatever you normally do with your phone. I guess correct. that's correct.
1: Uh, I think that's basically the idea. Mm. Uh, and and uh, the key piece of technology that Ericsson's providing there is, is actually the 5G Ready Core Network. Uh, the 5G Ready. So we're not oh putting five yes. G on the airplane plane yet, No. and that's probably because nobody's got a phone to use it yet. No, but somewhere down the line, you'll be able to use five G on the airplane.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, they are also getting ready for five G.
1: They well, they get well, yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing it because they want to to improve the service. Of
0: course, but the first thing you'll get is four G. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not like they're going to wait till 5G is out to launch this, right? No. No. It's already be out there
1: as, as, mm-hmm. as soon as they can get it out there.
0: Yeah. Cool, cool. So high-flying and low-mining.
1: High-flying and low-mining. <laughs>
0: that might be the might be the, <laughs> the title of this uh, episode. <laughs> high-flying and low-mining.
1: Mm, okay. So let's, t- let's talk then about... Um, uh, we, we we talked a little bit about what was in the news, uh, and last time we talked about what was happening in the U.S. with all yes. of the all of the, the new services. Yeah, going and
0: on. today we talked about what's happening in uh, Korea, South Korea. Yep. And now we're going to the other side of the world. Uh, and The last thing we th- we said uh, was that at and was gonna launch their five G service in uh, December, just before we did the last. Uh, podcast episode
1: we did we did so um, uh, since AT&T have launched I've not been around reading it but Janina you've been diving into what's on on the forums and in the news there's been discussions about well how fast is this 5g yeah really
0: yeah and I've seen some complaints is it not fast enough Mm-hmm. Is it not fast enough? What are people people's expectations, and what I mean there are even <coughs> phones out yet. There, are there no, aren't even phones out. No, yet. how and can there be huge expectations already?
1: So I thought we we could uh, talk about well, you know what what governs how fast my mobile service is, because yeah. the rules are pl- the, the rules for 4G and the rules for 5G is, is pretty much the same when it comes to how good a connection do I get, mm-hmm. and how, mon- how, how fast is it, uh, and, and that comes down to a number of things. Um, how much spectrum, we talked about that, how much spectrum is being used at the place where I am now. And, and, and how much of that spectrum can my phone or device use because it, you have to have a device that can can use that spectrum um, so that's one uh, how much signal have I got so that's and that's partly a function of how far am I from um, from the mobile phone mast um, and then of course how much power did the mobile phone mast send out and you can't push out you know there, there are limits on how much power you can send out and then what's what might be in the way or, or you know if i'm inside then the signal to get through the wall and and that kind of stuff yeah so how much signal have i got mm. the less signal i have the slower it is
0: mm. uh
1: and then there's also how many other people are using the network yeah so so one phenomena for instance if you if you build a network a 4g network or a 5g network and you go along and it's empty, there's nobody using it, you mm. connect up and you get you get access it's to really,
0: really fast.
1: All of the resources of the network mm. delivered to your phone. You don't have to wait for anyone else to finish. You don't have to share the bandwidth with anyone else. Mm. You get you get everything. Um, and then, you know, if an if an operator rolls out a network and doesn't do anything to it, as more and more subscribers join in the beginning in the beginning, there's lots of capacity, so everybody gets, lots a, of good ex- airspace. gets yeah. a good experience. Everyone gets a good experience. But as you get more and more users, oh then yeah. you know, the amount of resources in the network available to serve just your needs mm. goes down. Yeah, um, And that is and
0: always a balancing act there.
1: There's always a balancing act. But one of the things that operators are always doing is trying to predict how much capacity do i need next month in 3 months time in 6 months time mm. to meet the rising traffic yeah and then they're going around investing in new radios investing in in new spectrum uh, and mm. investing in new technologies like 5g to make sure they've got enough resources to meet your needs yeah Um,
0: and because we've seen that uh, like not providing a good uh, service or like having the uh, how should I put it when people get dissatisfied with their connection uh, that's a big um,
1: disincentive
0: incentive to change their operator right Uh, to to not provide a, a good enough service but also of course people's need will change uh, dependent on, on how their usage will change people now use more and more video and the video quality I guess becomes better and better and the need or the people get more uh, data hungry Yes, mm-hmm. uh, or, or perhaps more quality hungry as well like okay people uh, Say a couple of years ago, it was fine with the quality on YouTube. Now you want HD, Mm. right?
1: Oh, yes. That's one of the big things that driving up data volumes is the increase in in the resolution of uh, the video signals that that are needed.
0: And that must be also one of the more uh, clear... Um, way of checking how good your signal is mm. is if you're running a movie and uh, it's uh, you got lag, and that's why five G is so important.
1: That's why five G is so important. But uh, yeah, I just saw an interesting comment in the discussions around uh, the s- speed of the network, mm. saying, "Well, you know, it's going to be some time before we get true five G because you know, at the moment, you still need to be connected." Four G, yeah, uh, and I think from from our point of view, whether you have non standalone or standalone five G, whether you're using the four G network as well or, or using just five G technology, they're both proper five G networks, yeah, uh, and um, being connected to four G as well is actually a good thing. Um, one of the things you try and do, uh, and you do it also in four G in something called carrier aggregation. One of the things you try and do is to improve the coverage area for your high frequency signals. Mm-hmm. And all things are relative, mm-hmm. so uh, we could be talking about what we call mid-band, which is maybe 2.6 gigahertz, or three and a half gigahertz, which what's they called the CBRS band in, in the US. Yeah. Uh, if I'm running 5G on three and a half gigahertz, um, then because it's a higher frequency range than, than the frequencies they use for 4G, then the range of it is less. Mm-hmm. But what's what limits the range is not how much signal I can send off. It it, it depends a little bit, but usually it's not how much signal I can send from the transmitter from the base station. It's how much signal I can send from my telephone. Yes. Um, So if I can use a a low frequency band, like a 4G frequency band, to send my uplink data, that's the data that I want to send to the network. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that could be control data or it could be uh, the pictures of my holiday or whatever. if I can use a lower frequency band for that, then I can I can create and maintain a connection uh, further away from the base station than if I was using the three and a half gigahertz band mm-hmm. that means I can use the three and a half gigahertz band all the way out to somebody who's there using this uplink frequency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually get a much better coverage from my five G service, because I'm able to use f- a four G uplink,
0: and get a better user experience in the
1: end. And get a better user experience. Yeah. Uh, uh, the and, and then we talked about how much how much spectrum have I got. Mm-hmm. So if I go to if I go to uh, C B R S band, then maybe I can grab sixty megahertz more or something. But if I go to millimeter wave, then I'm probably going to get 100 or 200 megahertz more spectrum and that means that the data speeds are really really f- fast mm. if I'm if I've got a millimeter wave connection compared to if I'm running 5g in three and a half gigahertz or even down in uh, if I re re farm as we call it if I take frequency which I'm using for something and using it for something else we call that refarming mm-hmm. If I if I re farm a band which is being used for 4g use it for 5G, so maybe 1,800 megahertz. Um, that will give me good coverage, but I've only got a small amount of spectrum. yeah so the data the extra data rate it gives me is quite small, and the, the speed advantage that I get using you know if I use 20 megahertz for, for 4G mm. and instead use 20 megahertz for 5G mm. 5G will be faster mm-hmm. but only by a little bit. Not, not so it's going to blow you out the water uh, and 5BG should give you better coverage because it's it, there's less background noise in the signal when you send when you send 5G instead of 4G hmm there are it, two things there that, that mean that 5G is more efficient for using spectrum than 4G right okay that was the techie bit
0: yes so <coughs>
1: but but the answer that, you know, the bottom line is is that uh it, it's the specifications and things for 4g or 3g or even gsm edge um and and we know about this it's easy to say what's the maximum signal you can get mm-hmm. but it's quite complicated to to actually design a network that guarantees what the minimum connection speed you can get
0: yeah or to, uh, to guarantee anyone, one person's connection speed at any moment?
1: Uh, yeah, basically. Mm. Uh, networks do their best to deliver the speed that you need for the service that you're providing. Yeah. Um, and they're always, as I say, particularly at the busy hour. Certain times of day are very, very busy. At certain times of day, everybody wants to use the network. Mm. In the busy hour, the network is trying very hard every millisecond, thousands of times a second, <laughs> it's trying to decide who gets, you know, you know, who, you know, how much bandwidth your, your connection needs to deliver that service and how much bandwidth it can use to deliver the service to one of the other users that wants serving.
0: Of course. So both-
1: It's a big juggling act.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it, it is dependent on how much you need. Uh, it's also depending on perhaps where you are. And uh, it could also be dependent on, uh, what was it I was going to say? Uh,
1: on when you last bought your telephone. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into that.
1: Well, it's uh, important because if you look at, uh, you know, if, if we look at the introduction of a, s- of a new service like 5G, yeah. um, the, r- the number of people that use it is totally down to the number of people that buy new phones mm. and uh, if you look historically speaking people keep their phones a bit longer now than they used to mm-hmm. so and, and they're not you know,
0: evolving so fast same with computers
1: the same with at, computers. One, at
0: one time there was like oh it's 18 months then you have to get a new computer
1: but it, but that's an, an interesting thing. if you look at a smartphone mm-hmm. when you go to the shop and look at a smartphone yeah what what do they sell you on? What, what what is it they want you to look at and buy? You look at the if you look at the specification on the going to the web and mm-hmm. search for a smartphone. Yeah, it tells you what size the screen is. <gasps> it tells you how many pixels the camera has. Yes, it tells that's me it. how many. It, it tells me how many minutes of use the the you no know, you know, how many how much time the battery is going to last or how many milliamperes the battery is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can you can see on on the page uh, what apps might m- might come with a phone how big the battery is yes um, you can see whether it has a front camera whether it has something to help you takes t- to hit take selfies but if you actually want to know how fast is it mm mm-hmm. You really have to look hard. You have to go to go to the manufacturer's website and you have to look up the phone yeah. and see what category it is and know what category means in terms of speed. And even then, you don't actually know which bands it supports, or which frequen- no. which spectrum no. you can use. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may be that uh, if you take your phone and take it to a different country, you can it use might. it, yeah. but maybe it's It's maybe it's slower because there's one of the bands that's used in that country, which Mm. your phone is not Ah. supporting. Yeah, or maybe maybe you buy an operator-specific phone that's that's uh, that's only using certain bands. Mm. I don't know. So that's always
0: been the case, though, and I've been a little bit surprised about that.
1: So are we going to see people marketing phones as 5G phones? There's yes, I think
0: we've already seen that right
1: yeah well, we've got lots of lots of discussion talking about five g mm. phones phones i mean i mean a five g phone apart from the fact it's five g is going to give you everything a four g phone gives you mm-hmm. so when it comes to smartphones a smartphones a smartphones a smartphone, but it's very difficult to actually know how fast is my smartphone
0: mm-hmm. do you think we will see mobile phones that are basically made for a certain operator?
1: Uh, in some way, I think you know, there'll be, be models that maybe support a group of operators that, that mm. work with similar ones
0: mm. Interesting.
1: Mm. And from a roaming point of view, of course, you're really interested in having as broad a support as possible. Um, but like most things, I guess there's Know, you get what you pay for. If you want, if you want broad spectrum support, then you can you have a really big phone that uh, that you can't get in your pocket.
0: Heavy phone. Uh, talking about spectrum, mm? uh, we um, I saw, I saw this uh, little note uh, that uh, uh, German operators. Have been complaining about uh, the upcoming uh,
1: um, license li- uh,
0: Yeah, five uh, G auctions. It they're scheduled for spring 2019. Uh, but uh, we, you said that um, we, when we talked about spectrum, uh, you said that uh, different countries could have different uh, terms.
1: Uh, or I did. They, yeah
0: yeah for for. How you can buy the spectrum?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, spectrum is you buy this. You buy a license to use the spectrum. Yeah, that's why it's called licensed spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people that give the license uh, often set conditions on you know, getting the license. And the typical condition is that you know, if you buy this license, then by such and such a date, then you have to have coverage for ninety percent or ninety five percent of the population Mm. um and uh, that's because the people that license normally normally the government want the population to have access to mobile phone services yeah um as many uh, as possible (coughs) Mm? but but the there's a cost to an operator uh, in actually making that happen Mm. so it depends a little bit on uh, and and you know, commercially and competitively, uh, they need to spend money to deliver mobile phone services uh, to uh, more rural and remote areas um, where the cost of delivering the service is more expensive because you're covering a very large area, geographical area, but the number of subscribers is very low. Um, now, it's not always the case, of course, if I live in the city, then I might go to the rural areas as well and quite like it if the my phone worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe there aren't many paying subscribers that live there. Mm. Um, so but the when you say,
0: though, that your 5G phone will work, I mean, we we did put up the premise that the 5G phones will also work on 4G. I mean, it's not like uh, it's going to no, 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 die.
1: No. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, in in, s- in some countries, people already think that, that maybe 4G coverage could be better. Yeah. Um, uh, and if you're going to take a 5G subscription, you'd actually like it if you worked everywhere. Yeah. Um,
0: expectations, expectations, expectations. Expectations. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, uh, but, but the simple thing is, that, you know, that there is a cost for providing coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cost for any network is paid ultimately by the... By the subscribers, because the the, op- the operator uh, is a money-making company. So, if, you know, for them to make to, to break even or make a profit, then they need to cover their costs. Mm-hmm. So, the higher the costs for rolling out coverage, the higher the costs to all subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it's um, it, it becomes a case that the people that live in the areas which are cheap to deliver a service, where it's high density. Uh, lots of people using the same the same antennas uh, they're subsidizing effectively the service in other parts of the country yeah Uh, and the question then is what's a what's a just level of commitment for Mm. an operator Mm. uh, to deliver rural service or to deliver I, I haven't seen the terms that they've that they've been asked no, to, to, to no. deliver on mm-hmm. oh no, what what's a, a just level of requirement for them mm-hmm. to commit to when they when they pay for a license
0: yeah so that's what's happening in Germany with spectrum yeah uh, but this is a uh, really interesting uh, area this uh, how do you get paid for 5g services and yeah, perhaps that, we should we should talk about that later because we've used quite a lot of time already. Yeah, we can so save we'll that. We'll save that mm-hmm. for
1: next time. But there is an interesting, if you want to, if, if you're listening and you want to get a little bit uh, ahead of the game, there is an interesting report, which is which we've released recently, called Mobile Service Packaging Towards 5G. It's a fairly dry kind of term. Yeah. Uh, if you're an operator, then it's probably written for you in terms of, but it's talking about uh, a survey of uh, over 200 different operators around the world, some 250 plus in fact I think, around what's the status today in terms of what do people sell and what do we as consumers buy uh, in terms of um, mobile packages? Mm. Uh, What are we paying for? And then discussion around how might that be different for 5G? Will we still be buying the same data buckets that we that we buy at the moment? Or will there be a different way of buying a subscription? Yeah. Or will we even buy a subscription?
0: So, that's uh, a topic for a later episode.
1: So, Janina, did we get any post over Christmas?
0: We did. We got uh, some. Uh, s- um, I saw an email from our favourite uh, listener, Hendrik. Thank you, Hendrik. He, he thanked for us for talking about the... Uh, Free space optics. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also got an email to, uh, wondering where the first episode disappeared to. Uh. And of course, we can apologize that there in late to mid, mid to late December, we lost uh, episode one for a couple of days. But it's back. <laughs> it's so, back
1: on the so track. So, if you've not listened to episode one, <laughs> it's there. You can yes. go. And, you can go and listen to that, and then you can tell us how much better it's got since then.
0: Yes, that you can do.
1: And and Janina, how famous are we?
0: We we now have over a thousand listens. So Ooh. I can just be super thankful for everyone who listens, and I especially. Uh, can very happily say that we are, uh, we get a lot of listens just the last couple of days. So people are probably coming back to work and revving up for a new 5G year, right? Revving
1: up for a new 5G year by not doing any work and listening to us instead. Yes. Thank you very much.
0: That's excellent of you. Uh, 1354 listens we have. Oh. You're good. great out there. Thank you for listening to us rambling. And if you (laughs) have any questions, yes, please um, email us at 5G podcast, 5G podcast in one word at Ericsson, Ericsson C with two S's dot com. 5G podcast at Ericsson dot com. And then next time we will talk about how 5G. (laughs) How about next time we talk about 5G, Paul?
1: We could do that. (laughs) Uh, We might talk about what's been happening at CES.
0: Yes that we will do and, and perhaps and we might also talk about
1: what what are you going to buy for a 5G package yeah anything that you listeners want to hear about just send us a mail
0: send us a mail uh, of what you want to hear more about and uh, thank you for listening
1: that's it for us for today thank you goodbye
0: bye